0: Hello everyone, it's me, your boy Dean I'm here to you this piping hot tea Hope everyone's having a good day today um, I hope everyone's new year is starting off well Mine has been somewhat rocky, but I'll survive You know, I got God on my side and that's all that matters But I just want to jump on here and do a quick little episode for you all And I also want to just say, you know This year I think I'm going to build this platform up You know, I'm going to see how far I can take this platform. And I just want to say thank you all for supporting me. So, let's jump into today's topic. So, yesterday I was bored and I was on social media. You know, even though I know social media has so much foolishness on it that hell, there was nothing else on TV yesterday. So, I just jumped on social media to see what was going on. And I saw people were arguing you know, on these little political channels on YouTube and even on Instagram um, about this piece that came out on CBS Sunday morning in September. You know, this, this is from September, but I guess people started just now figuring that it was, figuring that, you know, the episode was on YouTube. And, you know, people were, people were, um... Look, going and looking at this special that they aired on CBS and they were arguing, debating about it. I mean, and it got really ugly. It did. Um, And basically what happened was the journalist, Ted Koppel, who was this veteran journalist, one of the last, you know, veteran journalists from, you know, the the beginning of the news industry, the television news industry from the 60s, he um, did a special where he went to Mount... um, where well, he went to Mount Airy, which is in North Carolina. That's the birthplace of Andy Griffith. And, you know, people say Andy Griffith, when he did the Andy Griffith show, he based Andy Griffith, um, the, the town of Mayberry, off of Mount Airy. Because Mount Airy is a very small, little, quiet town. And, you know, Mayberry was called, you know, a very small, quiet little town. And, you know, he was interviewing the people because, you know, a lot of people go there for the tourism, um, to see Andy's birthplace. You know, a lot of people do tours there and it's kept the little town going. And, you know, he was talking to people about why they go there and stuff. And, you know, he was just comparing, you know, what people think about small towns and shows like the Andy Griffith to today's reality, to today's world. And I'm just gonna play two moments from the special, um, it's still on YouTube. It's called "Mary Bear Comes to Life," and I'm gonna play two parts in this special. Then I'm gonna go from there.
1: On cue, the Foster family from Pomeroy, Ohio, showed up. Watch it four hours, Monday yes, through Friday. Yeah. It's no exaggeration to say that this recreation verges for the Fosters a national monument. Do you watch The Andy Griffith Show four hours a day?
0: More than that.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you mean, more than that? It's on sometimes early in the morning. Aren't you afraid that after a month or two of watching four hours or more a day, that you're going to turn his little brain to mush? Oh, no. No. Not when it comes to good, wholesome shows. Tell me why you like it so much. Good, clean comedy. Yeah, fun. good, clean comedy. Has morals, values. You don't see that a lot today in TV. Down on Main Street, where tourists peek into Floyd's Barbershop or grab a bite at the snappy lunch. We drove from Louisiana for the famous pork chop sandwich. That is You hear the same theme. Y'all missing out on this. Kind of messy, but it's delicious. I think the generations now long for that simplicity of the, the episodes of andy being real with his son about stealing or doing the right thing and as the godless society that we see today is longing for simple life when neighbors were were neighbors and they provided for everybody else what do you see Just let me flip it back on you. I know you're sure. What you see, what you're saying, is true of certain people. If you were black in the '60s, things were not always good for you. If you were a Vietnam vet coming back, on and things were not always
0: good for you. Okay, so that's the first part of this special. Now I want to fast forward to this to this later part, right?
1: If I wave the political thermometer across the forehead of Mount Airy, right? People here believe that that uh, Joe Biden is the legitimate president. That's a good question. Our former president had a lot of support here. If you took a poll, that would probably not lean in our current president's favor. As for the visitors, for twenty bucks a pop, they get to ride on a twenty-car tour, of Mount Airy. Sometimes the fellow in the deputy's uniform, and he does look a little like Barney fife, finds along. The Elvis impersonator was an unexplained bonus. As was the entire crew from CBS Sunday morning. Now I I know you came here to have a good time and not to talk politics, but let me just ask you as a matter of curiosity, how many of you think we had a fair election? I saw two hands go up, so is it fair to say the rest of you think that it was not a fair election? I don't, think, I don't think it was at all. Was it a fair election? By no means. Because? I think mean, there was a lot of other problems. It's done been proven. I heard that people voted it dead. i think it's more the mail in ballots. We don't know how much of those that were duplicated, triplicated, the whole thing. Look how many dead people voted for One question. It's a serious question, and I know you all will take it seriously. Tell me what you think happened on January 6th at Congress. They showed truckloads of people that they were bringing in for this. It was all staged, and that's how that started. They even showed pictures of it on the news about these vehicles coming in on all these BLM people. Yes, sir. You're starting to Grace, Disgrace on our country. Whose fault was it? One writer did blame Donald Trump, but he was in a distinct minority. I think it was, was We visited a lot of the, the Trump rallies. I don't understand why they're focusing so much on that one issue when there's so many cities that are being burned down every day by protesters that's supposed to be peaceful. But it's all focused on holding these two murder people. will murder kill everybody and there. Yeah. Um, we don't even watch things on TV. Week, know. We don't feel like that we are being told the truth, you know, and we find our truth in other ways, and I won't say what those other ways are, but I feel like we're not being told the truth because we're trying to be swayed in a direction that we know is not the right direction. I won't be offended. I've been a journalist all my life. When President Trump talked about the press being the enemy of the people. They are. They are and they I love President Trump. I love that I just, I just hope when this airs, it won't show Southerners as a bunch of dumb idiots like so many parts of the country do. We have a lot of love in our hearts. We love our country. We love our our fellow man. And if the rest of the country thought like that, it would be a better place. Sure. This conversation about politics and division. Is what people come here to get away from us. Uh, <laughs> we don't care what color you are, yeah, we don't even care what your politics are. Yeah. We just want to be good neighbors and treat yes. everybody alike. And that's, that's why they're coming. Yeah. Right. Right. That's what America should be. That's what yeah. America And when the script was written in Hollywood, that's the way it was.
0: Okay. So Those are the two points that I wanted to um, let you all hear from that special. So again, it's called "Mayor Bear Comes to Life. It's still on YouTube if you want to go watch it. Now, first and foremost, I want to talk about, you know, the first clip about you know if um that couple that took their grandson to mount airy and they were saying that he likes that they um watch the show at least four hours a day with their grandson and they want him watching those shows now me personally speaking i don't think they let him sit there literally and watch it for four hours i really don't they probably just watch it you know two hours you know two hours a night you know for a week you know because because i you know Having stayed with grandparents most of my life because my mom was working a lot when I was younger, you know, my grandparents watched old TV shows. So, you know, I would watch a lot of these old TV shows as well. I grew up watching reruns of the Andy Griffith show. And I love Andy Griffith. I still think it's still a good show. I love Andy Griffith. I love I Dream of Jeannie. I love Bewitched. I like The Jeffersons, The Jetsons, Good Times. Um,. Um, Columbo, I love me some Columbo. I even got some Columbo DVDs. Yes, I still watch DVDs. Um, I, lo- I watch reruns of Dallas. I watch reruns of Dynasty, The Love Boat, Mama's Family, Carol Burnett. Um, you know, I still watch The Flintstones, Scooby Doo, Johnny Quest. I love, like, you know, The Monsters and The Addams Family. I love watching those old TV shows. But, you know, I don't really watch them for the values. I watched them because, you know, those were good shows. The writing on there was really good. Like, the comedy was really funny. And, you know, the people came off, you know, so relatable. You know, but that's just me, me personally speaking. That's why I love watching them older shows and older movies and stuff, because I can get lost in the stories. And it's hard. I feel like sometimes it's hard to do that today. But that's just me. But I, I want to talk about, you know, when when that one guy said that, um, you know, the show preached good values and, you know, talk about the godless society we live in today. Um, this really speaks to the polarization that we are seeing right now in society. Um, you know, I, I do think a lot of people love watching these older programs, going back to these older movies for the simplicity of a life. Um, and this is nothing new. As someone who loves history and who loves reading history books and stuff during the Great Depression, a lot of stories, um, a lot of people wrote novels um, during the Great Depression years about you know the 1800s and you know where everything was you know brand new and new inventions were coming out and you know people were longing for that time period even though the 1800s weren't all that glorious either. And I feel like, you know, that's what's happening today. People want to go back to the 60s, the 50s, you know, the 70s even. And, you know, people are sitting there watching these old retro things and wishing they were part of that. During the pandemic, when the pandemic first started, a lot of people were sitting home watching TCM. TCM has some of the most highest viewerships it's had in a very long time. Um, you know, the sales of DVDs when they're DVD players. Um, you know, I talked about the albums were going back up in record players. Um, people were, you know, downloading these really old albums that, you know, people have written off as, you know, being from the past. Um, you started seeing artists like Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald, you know, get played on the charts again. They've been dead almost 30-something years. So, yes, there's a yearning to go back to the past. And, you know, even though Ted Copple is a very biased journalist, you know, if you ever look into Ted Copple's history, he is very biased. So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, but I do like how, you know, he said that, you know, everything wasn't all that good in the 60s, like people, you know, are trying to make it seem. And, you know, people are looking at these old fictional TV shows and thinking, you know, everyone was like that. And that's just not the case, you know. I, you know, even you know, even though I love Amy Griffith, I recognize it's a fictional TV show. It really is. Um, also, in real life, you know, because I noticed in the comments under that video, you had people arguing, and a lot of people were saying, you know, why they're trying to politicize everything and they're trying to cancel Amy Griffith and stuff. Uh, you, you know, this is why I think cancel culture has lost. You know it's meaning because nowhere in that special did ted Koppel say if you like andy griffith you you know you're a bad person or andy griffith needs to be taken off the air or andy griffith needs to be canceled. no that was you know he, you know i saw people saying he's trying to make andy griffith seem like a white supremacist nowhere in that special did he say that andy griffith was a white supremacist Hell, Andy Griffith was a very liberal Democrat if you if you look up his politics you know the hell the man even I think I think he said he smoked weed you know Andy Griffith had affairs with some of the women who guest starred on the Andy Griffith show and he was married you know so Andy Griffith you know lived a very you know Hollywood lifestyle and you know that's another thing I find funny was a lot of these people in the comments on who we were on the more conservative side were saying um, you know these these um, how awful Hollywood is how demonic Hollywood is how sexual Hollywood is and you know I don't think they realize the people who watched who created these iconic TV shows from back then lived these Hollywood lives okay I love I love Lucy I still watch that show but Lucy and Desi you know were some freaks that's a fact. You know, Lucille Ball used to be a communist in the 40s. That's a fact, too. I mean, you know, Hannah Barbara, Hannah, you know, who created all them classic cartoons, you know, they, they, they used to go to orgies and stuff. You know, a lot of a lot of people bring up um, Johnny Cash and saying there's no more good wholesome things like Johnny Cash anymore. And I don't even think they realize Johnny Cash smoked weed, had affairs, went to orgies, you know, hated the prison system. You know, they talk about people talk about um, the get rid of prison, you know, movement now. But, you know, Johnny Cash was advocating getting rid of prisons in the 70s. And again, I don't think people realize that. So, you know, it's just, you know, I I do feel like people want to go back to an earlier time period and don't really know the facts of what was going on. Because if you look at every major iconic TV show that came from the 60s, including some some of them that I just named that I still like watching, a lot of those shows were created for escapism because the 1960s was a very turbulent period. Okay, I don't watch CNN's news coverage, but I do watch their documentaries. And they did one on the 60s, and it was so good. And it showed you from 1960 to 1969, that was a turbulent decade. I'm surprised my grandparents and their siblings lived and went to high school during that decade because it was damn near turbulent, me personally speaking. I I don't think I could have even survived in the 60s. Okay, it wasn't just you know happy love songs and the Beatles and you know um, you know a, a, a half naked white woman jumping out of a of, of a bottle. Love you, Barbara Eden. <laughs> you know, for those who don't know, Barbara Eden is the woman that's in *I Dream of genie. But going forward, you you know a lot of a lot of turbulent things were happening. Actually, a lot of a lot of America's problems can be traced back to the '60s, and in some ways. You know, a lot of things are just the same. You know, in the 60s, there was a a worldwide pandemic. Okay, in the 60s, America was very divided. That's where, you know, you start to see identity politics starting to form in the 1960s. And, you know, that's where you start to see, you know, the growing divide between Democrat and Republican, conservative and liberal. You start to see, you know, issues around feminism, LGBT, race, disability, all the, you know, the environment, all these, you know, things start to get formed in the 60s. And sometimes I wonder if people had not paid more attention and dealt with the issues head on instead of always rushing to escape them. You know, maybe you know we wouldn't have these problems today. But then on the other hand, I sometimes think, you know, we do need to escape. Getting back to that second scene, when that woman said, we don't watch the news anymore, I felt her, cause I don't watch the news that much either. Cause you know, truth be told, I'm not learning nothing from the news. And yeah, I do think the news is biased. And that's why, you know, a lot of these older news stations and news programs are failing and the ratings are going down record, record downs. So I get her on that. And you know, when Ted Koppel was asking the people on um, on that trolley those questions, that goes back to how polarized the country is. Okay, you know, Mount Airy is, you know, Trump territory. And you know, the people in that town, I think, do have the strong distrust of the media I found several articles where, when this episode aired, people in that town were angry because Ted Koppel and them and the CBS crew didn't really talk to people who lived in the town. They talked to tourists and made it seem like those people lived there. And I do think that is somewhat biased, I do. I do, Ted should have talked to the actual people who lived there. Now he did talk to some three older African-Americans who lived there and even they said they dealt with racial discrimination, but they all left the town and came back years later because, you know, they loved that town. But I think he should've, you know, talked to more people who were from the town, you know, even talk to some older white people and see how they felt about, you know, being from the town. But I also wanna say this also. You know, tomorrow is January 6th, where you know the, the insurrection of last year happened, where all these people rushed into the Capitol, and you know, you, you know, uh, you know, just 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 Randstad at a damn fool. And so tomorrow, that's all anybody's going to talk about. I think the Democrats are going to do this this you know little press conference. Trump said he was going to do his press conference. Y- you know, it's going to be a shit show. And so I don't plan on watching nothing from January 6th because truth be told, you know, I understand people who did that were acting like jackasses and buffoons, but I'm just saying we have more important issues right now. Okay? Like the country's not doing good at all. And hell, I, I would lie to you all and say that tomorrow I may just turn on, you know, me TV or TCM or you know one of these sh- one of these networks that show these old TV shows and just binge watch them tomorrow just to get away from, you know, today's BS and politics. And truth be told, I think a lot of people will do the same thing. I do. And before I go, I also want to just reiterate this this point. Because going back to what I said about people were saying Andy Griffith was canceled. A large part of dialogue today is social media. Because, you know, people are so quick to just jump on something without watching it. And they're just going off their biases, whether it's people on the right or people on the left. And also, I think it just goes to show you how, you know, this, this foolishness of cancel culture has just, you know, blinded legitimate debates. Because when I watched, again, when I watched that little special, you know, no one ever said Andy Griffin deserved to be canceled. There's a difference between someone saying, you need to be canceled, held accountable. And, you know, we just gonna look at, you know, things from history and say, okay, you know, there's a different side of this. That doesn't mean, you know, the thing was bad. Now having said that, I do think, you know, how some liberals have reacted to certain things in the culture like Dave Chappelle, Morgan Wallen, all of that um, has turned a lot of people off to debates. It has. And hey, maybe, maybe what we all should do, if you're listening to me, is start doing those social media breaks again. And hey, maybe it's not a bad idea to just do it. I'm probably going to do tomorrow and just watch some retro TV. Hey, we might even learn something. Because I will say I do agree with most people. Andy Griffith did teach a good lesson. He did. And on that note, I'm your boy Dean. I hope you enjoyed this tea and you all have a blessed day.